this is Base Layer, brought to you by Arca. I'm your host, David Nage. This is Base Layer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. Welcome back to Base Layer. This is David, and this is your new episode with Matt Luongo, the CEO of Thesis. Matt's coming on again today to talk about TBTC, which is something they just announced after working on it for almost the full year. There's this idea that Bitcoin and Ethereum are in two separate camps. They don't necessarily talk too well to each other. They don't really work very well with each other, but they could. And so when you're looking at Ethereum-based projects, you are seeing DeFi, you're seeing games, you're seeing lending, but you need to have Ethereum and then you have to switch it to DAI and do a lot of other different processes. The Bitcoin camp and people that own Bitcoin don't really get to get into that. And so there's this idea, how can you actually get Bitcoin, you know, into the Ethereum side. And so there's been this idea of, you know, federated pegs, there's liquid and Blockstream, there is this idea of wrapped BTC, WBTC, uh, and then there's this idea of synthetics, kind of reference assets. What's really special about TBTC, in my opinion, is that it's not a reference asset, you're not just creating another Bitcoin, which has been something that a lot of institutional investors have been very concerned about. It is something where you're actually using the supply uh, of actual Bitcoin, and then you're able to use it into Ethereum-based products. And so this is really interesting. I think it's fairly revolutionary. Matt is an amazing founder, and as I said on the show, I think he's probably one of the more underrated founders in the entire space. And so remember, nothing on Layer is investment research and investment advice, so please do your own research. And on the flip side, you're going to hear an amazing conversation with Matt Luongo, the CEO of Thesis. Enjoy. This is David, and this is your new episode of Base Layer. Really love when I have guests come back. I have Matt Luongo, the CEO of Thesis with me today. Matt, how are you? Doing great. How about you, David? Doing well. And so Matt has been real busy, and the team over at Thesis has been really busy. Uh, the reason why Matt is coming back on the show, if you guys look back at the library, Matt came on about six months ago to talk about Keep and all the things that they were working there. We also had a great conversation about uh, zero-knowledge proofs. And forever will I remember the Waldo uh, example that you gave. And so that was very helpful in explaining zero-knowledge proofs to a lot of people. And so we are here today to talk about something that Matt and his team just announced a few days ago, something called TBTC, which is obviously a formation of Bitcoin. The goal of TBC uh, is the creation of an ERC-20 token. We're going to talk about a lot of this because there's some technicals here token that maintains the most important property of Bitcoin, its status as hard money. And so there have been iterations for the last, I say the last year or so, with trying to wrap Bitcoin, with trying to get Bitcoin to interoperate with Ethereum and vice versa. And lots of people have been trying to do pegging and some other different kind of iterations around it. And so what we really are going to talk about is what Matt and his team built and have put together so far. They have a paper on this. We'll obviously have the link to that paper so you guys can read it. But if you could, Matt, talk to us a little bit about the last six months about, you know, kind of working through this. Why did you, what is T? BTC and what is the purpose from the kind of high level and then it's draw down into the the kind of the fundamentals of how this all works. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I mean, I guess just a little bit on a, a little bit on my background. I've been a long time Bitcoiner. I got into this space in 2013, and so um, I think you know 
uh, even though I do a bunch of Ethereum work, I'm wearing uh, an Ethereum auditing t-shirt right now. <laughs> um, the status of Bitcoin as like the um, sort of like monetary winner in the space hasn't changed. And so I think a lot of ecosystems want the liquidity um, in their projects. And so uh, the idea with TBTC is, can we make Bitcoin an asset in all of these uh, smart contract and other systems and privacy systems? Um, so it's kind of a revitalization of this idea of sidechains, which have languished a bit, uh, at least in the Bitcoin space for a long time. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, it has some similarities to systems like uh, Liquid. It has more similarities to systems like RSK uh, in the Bitcoin ecosystem. And then in the uh, Ethereum ecosystem, it's uh, it's a, sort of like a, a trustless kind of, or maybe trust minimized um, version of WBTC. But the basic idea is um, if you have Bitcoin, there's this huge ecosystem of Ethereum projects and trading. Uh, it'd be really nice if you could participate, but take your asset with you. Um, and so that's what TBTC does. And so let's dig into, I want to start with some of the quote unquote competition, and then let's talk about what actual TBTC does and how it, it works. And so Liquid, as you mentioned, a sidechain developed by Blockstream is an inter-exchange settlement network based on a federated peg sidechain. Again, there's going to be technicals here, and I'm going to want Matt to kind of go into that because at the high level with base layer, we've always talked about projects that are creating really, really fundamentally sound, innovative you know, companies and projects that are going to hopefully, you know, usher in a lot of new people into the space. So we might need to go into what a federated peg sidechain is, but Bitcoin is locked in a 15 signer multi-sig wallet comprised of exchanges and liquid participants pre-vetted by Blockstream. These signers validate the sidechain and approach the team calls strong federation, where a majority vote to sign blocks and agree to approve exists to the main chain. Um, and so, Again, let's talk about what a federated peg sidechain is, if you could kind of break that down. And then obviously, you know, like we can talk about WPTC too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so uh, so first, tons of props to the um, Blockstream team. They've really pushed the Bitcoin space forward. Um, that said, you know, Liquid is, uh, I mean, it's, it's not a very strong security model um, from my perspective. So the basic idea with the, so like just a federated peg, um, is that you uh, take some Bitcoin and you essentially lock it in a multi-sig. Mm -hmm. And then the participants of that multi-sig vote um, in two ways. Uh, and actually this part is kind of optional, but uh, in one way they vote to take the Bitcoin out of the multi-sig. So just like multi-sig always works, uh, if some threshold of these participants agree, they can send the Bitcoin on Bitcoin's network uh, you know, to another, another wallet. Um, but the other way that they vote, at least uh, in the liquid system, is that they're signatories for this um, other chain. Uh, and this other chain has a, a different consensus mechanism. Uh, it has a faster block time. It has a couple other changes um, from Bitcoin um, that will basically let, uh, let you create another token in that uh, federated chain. Uh, they call it LBTC. And, um, and, you know, it's faster. It has some other benefits. So, you know, what I think is really strong about liquid um, is that uh, the, particip the participants in the federation are well known they have an incentive to be honest um, you know if uh, if we all know our favorite exchange uh, and we trust them 
and they're a participant in the system, then we're more likely to trust the system. Um, but I think the issues are if a majority of that multi-sig were to get hacked, the whole, um, the entire economy that could have been built on liquid is gone, just mm -hmm. sort of snap. Uh, so that's one of the downsides. Uh, if there's only one wallet that the entire economy is built on. Um, and then the other is like, you know, if they are hacked, uh, it's unclear who should make that whole. So um, maybe those companies will front, maybe no one will front. Um, so like, it's, it's sort of like we're being asked to trust in people's reputation, but we don't necessarily know that we have the legal means to uh, enforce. So let me ask you, so for people that might have been in catching up with digital assets over the last seven or eight months that are outside of the crypto sandbox, this sounds kind of like the consortia that Libra was putting together. Is that, is that a fair assessment or no? You know, in, in the fact that they're known participants um, and that they have uh, some governance rights, yes. I think, um, I think what Libra was doing you know, there, there, there's just, you know, there's more, there's more governance around Libra. So like with, with Liquid, there's not some basket of off-chain assets that are, you know, backing the currency or something. Um, and so I think that, you know, maybe, uh, maybe if you're, I don't know, Andreessen, uh, you want to be a Libra participant because there's this big potential upside for you. And I haven't seen the same thing from Liquid participants. I think it's more about faster settlement between their exchanges rather than, uh, we're going to make all the money by controlling the new uh, monetary supply of Libra. So it's, you know, so I think the incentives are different. Um, there are some similarities uh, in the mechanism. Though. Got it. And so WBTC is the other one is Bitcoin, Bitcoin backed ERC 20 token using a similar approach. Wrap uh, token follow the centralized model, but instead of relying entirely on one institution, they rely on a consortia of institutions performing different roles in the network. So talk about WBTC for those that might not be familiar with it. Yeah, so um, so WBTC, uh, you know, I, there's like a really charitable way and a less charitable way to look at it. So I think I'll stick with charitable. The most <laughs> charitable way to look at this is um, that they have said, okay, it's difficult to um, put Bitcoin onto Ethereum uh, and to access it from Ethereum. So what we'll do is we'll create something that's sort of like, um, I mean, it's a back stable coin, right? So it's it's almost like, uh, I hate to say Tether, but it's almost like the, the Tether model. Mm. Uh, the difference is that uh, they have uh, allowed there to be many merchants that can mint and burn. Mm -hmm. um, and they've theoretically allowed there to be multiple custodians um, for the Bitcoin backing the token. Unfortunately, as far as I know, Bitcoin or Bitco is actually the only custodian. So basically what you're getting if you use WBTC is you deposit Bitcoin, it goes to Bitco, um, and then there's some proof uh, of reserves that Bitco publishes uh, to give you some confidence that it's actually backed. Mm -hmm. And so that gets us to another type of, I guess you can call it, say, call it iteration of the synthetic. And so you, in your paper, you also talk about synthetics out there. So one of them that's been popular is DAI. Um, and then there's other uh, projects out there like synthetics that are creating synthetic assets um, from different, um, you know, crypto, crypto assets and other things out there, stocks, ETFs. And so what, talk about synthetics as it relates to this whole world. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, uh, we've got some really interesting projects. Um, like obviously, I think both Maker and Synthetics uh, are are worthwhile designs that we should follow. 
Um, so the way that Maker works uh, and very high level is that you uh, lock up a bunch of ETH in what used to be called CDPs, they're not called vaults. Um, and, uh, and then when you do that, you can actually take a stablecoin loan against that backing collateral. Um, but what's available to take the loan is quite a bit lower than the collateral that you've put in uh, based on market conditions. Um, and then you're being charged some interest against that collateral as long as you have that loan open. Um, but then you have DAI, which uh, you, can, you can move around and is roughly pegged to one USD. Um, so what I like about it, uh, it's, it, I mean, it's winning, right? So it's like, uh, it's, not, it's not quite as popular as a Tether. Uh, well, it's mm -hmm. actually really not as popular as Tether. Tether's uh, huge. But it's, uh, but it's getting there. Um, it's a fairly trust minimized. Um, I think the big issues are around uh, sort of like oracles um, and trusting the maker team maybe more than we'd ideally like. Um, and then projects like synthetics are actually kind of going uh, a little bit more cowboy uh, where they aren't including an additional uh, collateral. It goes straight back to the SNX token. Um, so actually uh, SBTC is a synthetic BTC on Ethereum. Um, but kind of the problem with all of these things, you could imagine like Maker could create a, uh, you know, like die BTC or something, mm -hmm. some sort of Bitcoin type. Uh, the problem with all these, there are a few things. So one, if you're a Bitcoiner, this sounds a lot like printing more Bitcoin. And, and it is, right? Um, right. You're, if you're creating uh, all sorts of like secondary derivatives and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and so I think that kind of irks, like, it, you know, SPTC will not draw Bitcoiners into the Ethereum ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, it, and so it's not really, it's not hard money. You can see how people are printing it. Um, it's very clear. And also just the collateral requirements, like as we recently saw, um, you know, with uh, the BCX uh, mm -hmm. scandal, like you start plugging all these money logos together and you're actually increasing the likelihood of this uh, huge event that impacts multiple right. players. So um, so that's kind of the other thing I think with synthetics is they're great, but you actually want, like how can Bitcoin be collateral for a synthetic rather than be the target for a synthetic? Because I think that's stronger. You know, you, you brought that up and I wasn't going to touch on BCX right now, but... This is just something, this is not a question, but this is, again, I put this out on, on Twitter today. If you are a founder in DeFi and you were not necessarily trading assets, you did not, you were not in the market, in the financial markets in 07, 08, 09, if you, you know, just kind of read about systemic risk and didn't really experience it, if you didn't have your friends calling you, you know, asking you if they were going to be okay, if, you know, they were going to have a job in the next year or two, if you didn't have those calls coming in, if you didn't really understand it and feel it, please talk to people who did. Because as you said, money, like, you know, I've heard this, this phrase now, the Legos, money Legos, you know, there's a lot of things that are being created that are really, really cool and exciting. And I'm excited about it. And lots of people are excited about it. And I have them on my show, but please talk to people who understand at a deeper level to have experience with it, with systemic risk. I remember I was talking to Linda Z about this about a year ago. You know, she was there at AIG and she understands this too. There are people in the system currently right now who have been there. So please talk to them. So let's talk about this. You know, that was my little kind of, uh, that was my little, uh, yeah, that was my little vent. Um, so you mentioned this. And so this was something that you tweeted at that got me really interested. Have Bitcoin question mark TBTC means you can get a USD loan with MakerDAO, earn with Compound Finance, use DYDX, and we had the guys on uh, from DYDX recently. 
be your own bank with Dharma, Argent HQ, and Av, and hold with Pull Together. And we just had all those guys on. And then that's just DeFi. TBTC opens the entire Ethereum ecosystem to Bitcoiners. And so let's talk about the actual pieces to the puzzle here. So in the white paper, to maintain the hard money status of its backing BTC deposit, TBTC must remain what? So I'm going to be incredibly uh, specific. I'm going to call this Please. a spec because um, it's the spec we've been building toward uh, rather rather than a white paper. So this is the thing that's built, not the thing we're going to build. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so so uh, for TBTC to uh, you know really fulfill its promise, it needs to maintain as many of Bitcoin's properties as possible. Um, so that means censorship resistance, right? So uh, you look at Liquid, you look at WBTC, and you say, how many people does it take to refuse to give back your Bitcoin? That number mm -hmm. should be, you know, very, very high, <laughs> or it should be very difficult to count. Um, it should not be 15. It should not be one. Um, so, you know, that's censorship resistance out the window. Um, I, I, uh, I almost tweeted, uh, it was a little too spicy, but she tweeted at BitGo because it's just like, you know, this WBTC um, was recently involved in, in, in this uh, BCX. I don't want to call it a, it's not, it, it's totally unclear if this is a crime <laughs> um, or not, right? But, uh, but, you know, I just, it got me thinking, uh, is that, will they redeem that WBTC if it's been involved in a potential criminal enterprise? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's like one is censorship resistance um, uh, and, and allowing people to exit freely. Um, and then uh, similarly, seizure, seizure resistance, um, which is kind of a subset of that. Mm -hmm. um, but then you also need, uh, you also need the uh, fixed supply aspect. So are we confident that for every one TBTC that exists, there is one BTC that has been taken out of circulation and that can then be brought back into circulation only when that TBTC is, is burned? Let's be clear here. This is really important because I have gotten this time and time again from family offices and other institutional investors, they feel that Bitcoin can be diluted. They feel that it can be just recreated. Someone can just create it again. And of course, yes, there's been forks. Please state that one more time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so the way TBTC works, for every TBTC that is minted, there must be uh, one or more Bitcoin that have been taken out of circulation. Um, and, then, uh, and then the reverse, if you're going to redeem TBTC, you have to burn it um, before that Bitcoin goes back into circulation. So that's sort of the core. Uh, that's the core. That's our job. That is our one job. You know, right. all the other stuff, the loans and, and DeFi. Uh, for me, that's the opportunity in the Ethereum ecosystem. But it's not my job. My job is to make sure that for every Bitcoin that goes in, there's one TBTC, um, and for every TBTC that goes out, there's one Bitcoin, and to maintain what I call a supply peg. What's really important to understand about this, because it leads to some interesting kind of uh, some non-intuitive results, is that uh, it's not, uh, what's the best way to say this? It's actually a little bit more robust. So it's not a price peg. So if we were trying to peg the, peg the price, uh, the system we built would look totally different. Mm -hmm. um, this is really about, is there one Bitcoin under custody, one or more Bitcoin under custody for each one TBTC in existence? Right. So where is it different, you know, as it different, like with a synthetic, you know, there are people, as you mentioned, you know, creating synthetic Bitcoin. That's a reference asset. These are not 
reference assets, correct? No, that's right. This is meant to be a bearer asset. Um, in fact, uh, and I and we haven't really talked much about this publicly. We've, we've actually taken an additional step in the latest iteration of the protocol, and we've made it so that when you deposit Bitcoin into TBTC, you can get an NFT to your particular UTXO. Mm -hmm. um, and that happens just you know before minting TBTC. So you're even given an option to get the exact same asset that you put in out uh, in case that matters to you for like tax purposes or, or right. really anything else. So this just got announced, and you guys have been working on this for probably most of 2019, correct? Yep. So talk to us about what's next. You know, I know that you made a call out if you're working, if you have, you know, if you're interested in this project and you want to support the project, what's next? What do you need to make this thing actually come to fruition for there to be a flourishing environment here? What do you need for, you know, the builders out there, you know, who are listening to the show, the founders out there, what do you need to support this? Well, you know, we've been so focused on make this thing as strong and resilient as possible. And that's going to be, that's going to continue to be our focus through launch is um, how can we do this with as much safety margin as we can. Um, but I think what we're looking for from other builders is like, you know, take off the security hat and put on your money Lego hat. Now put the security hat back on before mainnet, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, give people an idea of what you can do here. So the other day at Denver, a team put together Bitcoin earn and it's, uh, it's exactly, I mean, it's so simple, but it's, you know, you, you go to this this app, um, and it, it only hits Electrum for Bitcoin, and uh, and then it hits uh, Infura or whatever node you want uh, on the Ethereum side. It lets you put your Bitcoin in, mm -hmm. deposit it in Compound, and you can watch the interest start accruing, right? And uh, and that's because Compound uh, Compound has launched a Robston integration with TBTC, mm -hmm. and so um, and so like that's pretty magical, right? And I think a lot of uh, a lot of folks in the Bitcoin space would love to have that now. The counter to that is um, for every cool magical experience, we need like three audits mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because you're just multiplying your risk for all of those money Legos you've stacked together. So I think, you know, I'm really interested in seeing what people want to do with this. Um, step one. And then step two, let's all talk about how we're going to better secure it. So I want to emphasize the fact that there are, as Matt alluded to the onset, there are two different worlds here. There is, you know, Bitcoin, which is we all agree is a programmable money, it's a store of value. We, you know, people, you know, Matt and I have talked about this before. We're very pro Bitcoin. But then there's this other world that has been building, you know, we've talked about a lot on the show, you know, with you know, kind of web 3.0, where you have things that are being built on the Ethereum chain. You have the DeFi products, you have the lending products, you have the games out there. And so for anyone who has tried to play with these different apparatuses out there, whether it be our Dharma or Compound, or if you, you know, we're going to, you had, we had Leighton from Pool together on, you'll notice that the mechanisms are, okay, you go, you have to connect usually to some sort of a wallet um, that has Ethereum, and then Ethereum then either moves to DAI or another stablecoin. There's movement and progress and processes in place. And so for those that are just Bitcoin, they're usually kind of shut out of that. And so the idea, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, is that this enables those that are just with Bitcoin to be able to really start to enjoy and play and discover what is being built on Ethereum and other apparatuses, correct? No, that's exactly right. I mean, and, and where we'd like to go, so right now, you know, if, if, if we have a new Bitcoiner show up and they want to mint TBTC, they're still going to need to, like, you know, set up an Ethereum wallet. But uh, on our on our roadmap is the plan to just totally remove any any ether required 
so that you can just go, you can pay for everything in Bitcoin. Uh, and then only at the end do you need to download an additional wallet. Um, but yeah, that's the whole idea is can we make this onboarding as easy as possible? Got it. Super interesting. And I'm definitely, we're going to have to have you back on in a few months to see how things are progressing because I love the idea of bringing both of these worlds together. They should not be disparate. They should not be going against each other. You know, as I've said before, time and time again, we're all trying to do the same thing here, but we all have different ideas of how to get there. And so we should, you know, collaborate more. And this is a great collaboration, I think. And so, you know, it's, I definitely think people should check it out. As I said, we'll have the notes to the white paper and some of the other materials that Matt and the team provide us. While I have you on here, you know, one of the things that you know that I like always checking in on is if anyone's reading anything cool or interesting that's been thought provoking. You know, I know that you've obviously been working, you know, heads down on, you know, TBTC for a long time. But if anything that you've read recently kind of resonated that was cool, um, you know, this is a great time to let us know. And then any new bands or any music that you're listening to, because you had some really great music picks last time. Yeah. Um, wow. So I have been incredibly heads down yeah. um, on, on the reading front. I think I'm trying to, so I used to be really um, heavy uh, into a mix of like, I would do like sci-fi, but then I'd also do like Russian lit and, and kind of like classics. Mm -hmm. And so, but I totally stopped. Uh, and so I, I've been trying to get back into it. So I just read, uh, I finally read Three Body Problem and I'm working my way through uh, the sequel to that. Mm -hmm. uh, on the fiction side, as far as like blogs and crypto stuff, like it's almost all just technical and, and yeah. analysis uh, these days. Um, so I, I won't bore you guys. Uh, and, then, and then on the music front, um, what have I been jamming on lately? Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting. Um, my wife's really excited about, I mean, it's not that new, but it was new maybe like six or eight months ago, but she's really into the new Vampire Weekend, um, mm -hmm. which has been, they've sort of grown up a little bit and I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, we're in, we're in our thirties now. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's about right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. When you hit your forties and it's all the, uh, the Huey Lewis kind of, you know, eighties, you know, oh, we were young one day. Um, well, Matt, and where can people, you know, as I said, we'll have the, the, the notes on here, but you know, if people are listening and they're interested about TBTC and what you guys are doing there, you know, is there any place that they can go and look, maybe get in touch with you guys? Yeah. So, uh, tbtc.network has most of the project information. We're on GitHub now, so you can actually start digging into all the details. Um, if you want to talk to, uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at uh, MH Luongo. Um, or, you know, honestly, at this point, we've got more spokespeople than I can even uh, shake a stick at. So James Prestwich, <laughs> Carolyn Reckow, also on Twitter are, are great resources. Um, and then we just started a discord for folks who really want to understand the nuts and bolts. Um, and so that link will be up on, on uh, TBC.network in a few days. Awesome. This was Matt Luongo. Again, just amazing stuff that you guys are doing there. Um, and by the way, Matt is also involved in a few other different projects that are pretty damn profound. So um, one of, I would say, you know, from the outside, one of the more underrated builders and founders in this space right now. And it really was a pleasure having you back on, Matt. And congratulations on TBTC. And, you know, it sounds like it's a great project. And so we'll catch up with you in a few months to see how it's progressing. Thanks for coming back on, Matt. Thanks a lot, Dave. For more notes from this past episode, 
about our guest, please go to www.ar.ca slash baselayer. Nothing stated on this podcast should be taken as investment advice, which would require a thorough assessment of each investor's personal financial profile and risk tolerance. Statements regarding past performance are not necessarily indicative of future returns. If you like what you're listening to on Baselayer, let us know. Subscribe, give us a like, or hit us up on Twitter, Arca at Arca, or myself, David Nage at DavidJN79. Let us know, and we'd love to obviously hear from you. For additional resources to help sophisticated listeners like yourself learn about the digital asset space and the financial terms you understand, please visit www.ar.ca for articles, marketing commentary, videos, and more.